This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. It's Election Eve. Yeah, tomorrow, that's the big day where everyone goes and casts their vote. Well, well, many, many, hundreds of thousands of people across the state of Indiana have already cast their votes. On the program tonight, though, we are going to talk about what we may see tomorrow. Going to be joining us our uh, Chris Mangle, Greg Lenz, our friends from We Are Libertarians, giving us an, well, an objective view and a humorous view of uh, what's going on in the state of American politics and what we may see tomorrow in the big races uh, here in Indiana for president, governor, and U.S. Senate. But before we do that, speaking of governor, the Republican nominee for governor is current lieutenant governor Eric Holcomb. And I had a chance on Friday to sit down and chat with Lieutenant Governor Holcomb at Emmys in Avon, along with John Crane, who is the Republican nominee for Indiana Senate District 24, which covers most of Hendricks County and Putnam County. Here's that conversation. Well, we are speaking with uh, Lieutenant Governor Eric Holcomb, as well as John Crane, uh, running for Indiana Senate here in District 24. Now, I'm going to tell you this, uh, Mr. Holcomb, you've been on the show three times now. First time, you got appointed as lieutenant governor. Second time, you got appointed to run for governor. I know where you're going with this. And now, you're on the edge of being the governor. So, you owe it all to this show. Well, thank you for having me back. Third time's the charm. That's right. No, seriously, uh, take us through what this campaign's been like. You're in the final home stretch here. Uh, What has this campaign been like for you? It's been invigorating, to be quite unprecedented, for sure, uh, in our 200-year history of our state. We've never had a 100-day gubernatorial campaign. It wouldn't be possible without rooms like this. It's come together like this in every county that I've been to. I've been to all 92 counties more than once. Uh, And just the excitement and energy and the drive. People know what's at stake. People remember uh, the way it used to be before, you know, proven, responsible, Republican, conservative leadership was put in place. And we've delivered on what we said we'd do. 
And uh, that's why it's exciting to know that we could have four more years of taking it even to the next level, building on the sturdy foundation that we have. With you is John Crane. Of course, he's the yeah. Republican nominee for Senate here in District 24. John, you had a great crowd here today. Yeah, we were And really you were excited. like the MC. You are yeah. like, the, like the opening act for the Rolling Stones. Who knew? Exactly. That's right. Take us through what the local campaign in, in Hendricks and Putnam has been like for you. Well, I tell you what, I would echo uh, Eric's comments. It has been invigorating. It's been uh, much more enjoyable even than I thought it would be because you get a chance to get out and interact with so many great folks here in the district. And, of course, our campaign has just had a ton of grassroots support. You're very popular. Well, you would win most popular man in the county right now. <laughs> as uh, Greg Sturwald told me, you'll never be as popular as you are right, right? now. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy it. Well, yeah. that's true. Yeah. But it really has been fantastic. And to be able to come to a great uh, venue like this at Emmy's Pancake House, which is one of the best places in uh, Hendricks County to get a bite to eat, is just great. We've had a great crowd out here. We're, we're real excited in these last few days. They, they were asking me for like two weeks. I said, who are you going to have on the night before the election? And I said, we got to have Holcomb. There you go. I said, because you are the architect in many ways of a lot of the great stuff that's happened. You can take credit for it. You're, you're nodding. Yeah, I'm your a humble Hoosier. Yeah. Yeah. But take us through what it was like to be at the, the ground floor when Mitch Daniels was elected and you started putting those policies into place that have benefited so many Hoosiers. And, and take us through this trek of Indiana the past 12 years. Well, I'll, t I'll take a, a page out of Crane's book. It's, it's courage when it counts. And uh, in those early days, we were criticized, including by my opponent, uh, criticized mightily for the reforms that we were ushering in making sure that we were living within our means, taking that medicine that didn't taste good when That's it went right. down, but it sure yep. made us better. And it, it, it took not just talking about being conservative, it, talked being, it, it took being conservative and actually walking the walk, not just talking the talk. We turned our state around, and uh, we uh, got this place, Indiana, to be um, such a place of certainty, of predictability, that people, whether you're from somewhere else in America or somewhere else around the world, you knew that if you had a good idea and you were willing to work hard and play by the rules, you could you could determine your own destiny. And that's what's been special about our country, uh, that your last name didn't determine where you'd end up that's or where right. you started, where you'd end up. Same is true here in Indiana. We have provided more opportunity because of our proven Republican leadership for more people. We, are, we have more people now working in the private sector than at any time in our 200-year history. Take us through what the poll numbers have been like for you, and, and uh, you know, do you look at that at all? Is it a day-to-day -day sort of thing? How do you judge how you're doing? I think I'm ahead of the curve uh, because I'm, I'm in perpetual motion, uh, and I'm, I'm out with truly the people, and I see the, uh, the drive in their, in their eyes, and I understand that they understand what's at stake, and that's what, that's what brings me such confidence. And, and uh, we see the early vote, record early vote turnout in so many key areas of the state. I feel bullish about what November 8th is going to bring. But we're not taking one vote for granted. We're not leaving one stone unturned. I'm asking every single voter um, to, to make a list themselves of three or five or ten people that aren't political insiders, who aren't maybe a member of our party, to reach out to those Reagan Democrats, to those Trump Democrats, to those independents. Um, to the people that are just many times too busy to get wrapped up into what's going on in politics and talk to them about the importance of what this election means. Everyone's voice matters, and we need you to turn out in record numbers to keep this state moving in the right direction. Get our guest is Lieutenant Governor Eric Holcomb, as well as John Crane running for Indiana Senate. John, you have been a machine since uh, like <laughs> like January on the doors. Yeah. I'm curious what the mood of the electorate is out there. Well, I tell you, as we've gotten closer to this election, um, I've actually had more conversations about the national state of things and and the state of our state even than, than what's happening here in District 24. I think there is a, a, a level of uncertainty um, that people are, are very concerned about where things are headed and they recognize the critical nature of this particular election, uh, even at the state level. I mean, I think that's why this, this race for governor is so important because we have been headed on such a great track and I was talking with some folks earlier it's been so good for these last 12 years that we've forgotten what it used to be like before that. Mm -hmm. And we're in a situation where uh, if I'm privileged to be the state senator here in District 24, it would be a very different Senate term under a Greg uh, administration than it would be under Holcomb's administration. And, and so I would want, <laughs> I pray that we will have uh, Eric Holcomb here as the uh, governor of our state to continue us on this trajectory. As we said to the group here, it's so much easier 
to tear things down than it is to build them up. And uh, we've built for a long time and we've built well. And so we just want to keep building on that success. Same time people will be hearing this. They may hear the podcast over the weekend. They may hear it on the radio on election night. How important is it, uh, uh, Mr. Lieutenant Governor, for the people that John's out there talking to to realize, hey, don't just focus on the national race. You know, the, the Donald Trump, which a lot of people did just go in during the primary, vote for Trump and leave. How important is it to have guys like John Crane on the oh. ground talking you up? Oh, it's critically important because uh, regardless of what happens, and I hope and I pray that for a Trump-Pence administration to have a true partner. My career depends on yeah. it. Well, I mean, that's so right. much. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's the country's future, I think, that's depends right. upon it. And uh, for us, Indiana, to have true partners in the White House can make a huge difference regarding to, uh, Obamacare and how it's administered. It's going to be a cr it's going to continue to crush states uh, the way it's being administered. And Hillary Clinton has said that that uh, before Obamacare there was Hillary Care. She wants to expand this. So does John Gregg, by the way. My opponent has said Obamacare was a quote his words, not mine, a good start. Hillary Clinton has said to our clean coal industry folks. Uh, that they need to find another job. We need to keep coal in the mix. Um, and so we're going to have to fight the federal government. It comes to the states to ultimately defend our way of life. And uh, we we have to have partners like John, uh, John um, Crane in the legislature helping us push back that overburdensome federal government. That I, I, right now, I don't think uh, they even understand there's a Tenth Amendment in, the, in, in, That's right. in there somewhere. There and, is. and we have to point it out, highlight it for them. But if we, <laughs> I can just tell you this, if we elect Donald Trump and if we elect Mike Pence, the next president of the United States of America and vice president of the, of the United States of America, we'll have partners. That's right. And Katie bar the door. The sky's the limit. This, this national economy, we'll start paying off our debt, our national debt. We're drowning a sea of two, uh, 20 trillion about mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, we inherited $800 million in debt. We turn that around. We can turn the country around. This country will take off like a, like launch like a rocket if we, if we elect Trump and Pence and have partners at the state level working together. Well, and I would say that, that Indiana, as, as people around the country have recognized, Indiana has become the template for exactly how to do that at a national level. There is an iconic photo when Pence was picked to be vice president. At least the rumor was he was going to be picked. And it's outside the governor's mansion, and he's talking to you. You're, you're conver conversing. Can you tell us what was said there? Was it, here's the keys, you know, make sure to dust <laughs> up, you know, make sure make sure all the cars are put in the, put in the garage after midnight. What, what did he say to you as he got ready to, to hop on that plane? Well, he and, he and Karen, and I've known them for many, many years. We both attended a very small school, um, college, Hanover College. I don't think there's any other governor, lieutenant governor combination in the country where the two both went to the same college, and it was a small college at that. Um, and so I've known him since back in the 80s, and I've just always admired his his progression and his commitment. He is the exact same guy today as he was right. in the 80s. His That's head right. and heart are in the right place every single minute of the day. And so when he asked me to join him, uh, and I was sworn in on March 3rd of this year, I jumped at the opportunity to set aside what I was doing to try to serve a greater good. And... Um, you, and mean, then to, you, mean, you mean you don't miss the $30 million, million in attack ads that could have been leveled at you instead of Todd Young? You know, I, I, I have uh, the skin of a rhinoceros. And typically, <laughs> um, typically when people are taking the low road, it's because they have to. And, um, and I am, why I am so encouraged is because I believe in Hoosiers. And I'm out there on the trail every single day. So poll results, they don't surprise me when they're, when they're as good as they are right, right. now. Uh, but we got to run through the tape. We have to be the ones That's that right. snap the tape and put the exclamation point sure. on it, not let up until then. And then we will govern responsibly because we'll be in touch with we the people. We'll look at this through the lens of the taxpayer. That's what we got away from yeah. under my opponent's watch. Look, the, the last thing he got done after spinning this state into a – $800 million hole was he he carved out legislation he was the architect the co-architect of legislation that gave himself and his cohorts lifetime health care lifetime health care that you and me and every one of your listeners are still paying he's been out That's of right. office for 14 days yeah. now what happened when Republicans were put in charge we ended that program he says it was a state plan. It didn't apply to the 30,000 state employees. It only applied to 150 members in the legislature. Now, we ended that. Unfortunately, he's been grandfathered in, and you can't take it away. He can voluntarily 
end it for himself, but he's refused to do that. So we've got to not look at it through stuffing our own pockets and stiffing the state. We've got to look at it through the lens of the taxpayer, and that's what we'll continue to do. Okay, so uh, a lot of people don't know this, and I was asked by multiple people to reach out to you and say, thank you for your very kind words towards Rex Bell. I know he's going through a lot, and the liberta- multiple libertarians who love you, they think you're great. I mean, if, if you know, I got a libertarian right, streak in you, me. What can know? I say? But they I did really say do. to say thank you, and, and talk a little bit about the relationship. I know you and Rex have kind of been buddies, and, yeah. and what that's he's been a like on the trail. great guy, and he's committed to this state, and he, and he wants the best for our state. And where we are um, in line with one another, and probably in multiple areas, but, you know, uh, he, he believes in more freedom for the people. He believes, too, in the people, that That's they right. best know how to spend the, the money that they earn. And so I've been very proud um, to have uh, been part of a state through all these reforms. We're now ranked as the fourth freest state in the nation. And that's pretty good, number four. I want to be number one. And I think Rex Bell does too. And so if we can join forces, come when we get on the other side, and he needs to get well first and foremost, and I'm there for whatever he needs to achieve that. But afterwards, I want us to come together and say, how can we, how can we now become number three and then two and then that's number right. one? That's right. How is your lovely dog doing? Uh, Henry is now eating for the first time in about a week. That's good. Uh, yeah. So many people have asked me to ask you that, and they knew yeah. we were doing that today. And your <laughs> wife is, is doing well, too? She's all stitched up. My, my dog was uh, mauled by a much bigger dog, and my wife got in the middle of it, and she got bit on the face and the hands, and she's got stitches on her face, and the dog has had uh, punctures all throughout the body and arm ripped out of socket, and, uh, but the doctors were incredible. Um, and my wife was just concerned about the dog. You know, my <laughs> wife is bleeding from the face, got a bloody shirt on, and I'm just terrified. And she's asking about how the dog's doing. But everyone's going to be. Everyone's going to be. As fine. we wind down here, again, I guess John Crane, uh, candidate for Indiana Senate, uh, Lieutenant Governor Eric Holcomb, candidate for governor. John, I'm curious. Uh, this is your first time running for anything. You it have is. a lengthy political history in your family. But uh, right. was it all worth it? I mean, you were treated so rotten during the primary. You well, were treated so awful. You handled it much better than I would have. Was it all worth <laughs> it? Skin of a rhinoceros again. That's right. That's right. Well, it's a matter of keeping your eyes focused on why you're there and who you're there to serve. And uh, you, you know going into the political arena that it's going to be a messy business. Uh, I was speaking to some third and fourth graders from Kingsway Christian School just yesterday and talking to them about the importance of always staying on mission. If you know who you are, if you know who you're there to serve, then it doesn't matter what people say. And for me, um, obviously, it's a lot different being an armchair political analyst, which I've been great. For the majority of my life. Being elected is awful. That's right. It's a different deal when you're the actual candidate. And so you just have to recognize that there are a lot of people watching you. And in our particular race, we just have so many young people. We've had a number of them come today that we're watching. And it's a matter of saying, what kind of example do we want to set for this next generation? Because I firmly believe that all across the political spectrum, but especially among the Republicans, we ought to be raising the bar for dignity and respect and those kinds of things. And so we've, st- we've started out running a campaign that we said, uh, my wife and I sat down and thought, what's the kind of campaign that we wish all these politicians would run? That's the one we're going to try to run because taking on an incumbent in the spring is a a fool's errand by m- most people's measure, and uh, so the, the, the odds of winning are not high. And I thought, well, at the very least, win or lose, I want to be able to put my head on the pillow at night with my integrity intact and say we did the very best we could do. Well, we were blessed with a lot of great help to be able to win, and so now it's a matter of finishing what we started, but finishing in the same vein so that we can continue to rally good people together and say here's what good principled, thoughtful, courageous leadership looks like. And again, that's exactly why uh, we need people like uh, Eric Holcomb in the governorship so that he can have that same kind of leadership at the top of the of the heap and uh, the rest of us in the legislature can follow suit. And I think we can take our state in an even better direction. And it's just so important um, to make sure you can prove it can be done the right way. That's right. Because it will attract other good people into That's right. that service. Yeah, the tendency is, you know, all the good people that you wish would run go, why would I jump right. into yeah, that? Yeah. And it's very understandable. That That's a That's byproduct right. of what we wanted to try to do with this campaign is to say you can run a campaign the right way and be successful. Yeah. yeah. And we've been able to do that. And they only shoot at you when you're over the target. Uh, that's right. right? Yeah, that's so right. If you, if you just right. understand that. 
All right, I want to close with this. This may be the last thing people hear before they go in to vote on election night. Maybe they hear it over the weekend on the, the podcast. Maybe they're still going, well, the gray guy he looks like Wilford Brimley. I kind of, you know, like him. You know, uh, I, I heard a lot about Holcomb. I like him. Why Holcomb? Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the electorate uh, in this in this uh, regard, uh, it's Exhibit A or Exhibit B. It's Exhibit A was where we were pre-2005 when the state was in debt to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars where we couldn't pay our bills, where we couldn't build the literal bridges and roads that were promised for decades. And then it's Exhibit B, the, the, the proud association that I had ushering in Indiana's comeback with leaders like Mitch Daniels, continuing it with leaders like Governor Pence, uh, to this record of prosperity that we're experiencing. That doesn't mean we rest on our laurels. It doesn't mean we have obstacles or hurdles that we need to clear. But with people like John Crane in the legislature and with a Holcomb Crouch administration, uh, Katie, bar the door, we can do it, and we will. That was Indiana Hello. Lieutenant Governor Eric Holcomb along with John Crane. He was at Emmys in Avon for a last-second stop here on the campaign trail. It is election eve tomorrow people go and cast their vote unless you're one of the well i guess now hundreds of thousands who have already done so and well i was thinking you know i was putting together the election eve show and thinking who would be the appropriate uh people to have on because it's been such a it's been such a wonderful election year for me dating all the way back to well really may the 2nd 2016 <laughs> and going forward now, it's been so great i was thinking how could we wrap up the show and i thought when i was putting the show together i said i gotta have a great guest and then i gotta have a whole lot of fun so the great guest was holcomb and now it's time to have a whole lot of fun with greg lens chris spangle of the we are libertarians crew greg Rob, thanks for having us back, and I'd like to thank the uh, potential next governor of Indiana for opening for us. That's what he traditionally does when we <laughs> hit the comedy circuit. He insults us and then expects us to sit here and take it. Uh, you know, it's it's been a great year for me, hasn't it? I mean, it's it's like a it's like when the Cubs game seven of the World Series. That's was, true. The Cubs uh, yeah. put you over the top. I was sitting right. there watching the game, thinking. I don't want this to end. You know, Game 7 has to end at some point. I was thinking, could we just keep playing because it's been such a great year? I feel the same way about the election. You it's, know, it's when you so good for me. When you need to beat 108-year curse, you go to a kid from Indiana University like Schwarber. Uh, great game. Look, but I, I, I'm usually not a Chicago fan, but I do feel uh, I am happy for you. It's, it's a great victory. Uh, even though I'm not a fan of Chicago sports fans, I once actually uh, unfriended Michael O'Brien, the county <laughs> Republican chair, because he talked about the Bears too much. And I was just like, listen, you can be a Bears fan or a Republican on my Facebook wall, but you can't, can't be both. <laughs> so uh, we've, we've had our guests. We've had this serious conversation with Holcomb. And now you guys are going to help me because you hate everyone. That's what I love about you guys. You really hate everyone. I you love Trump. Eat, well, you love Trump. I hate Trump. <laughs> Which you balance each other out, but you right. guys even hate the libertarians, right? Uh, Bill ahead. Weld, for sure. Yes, Bill Weld <laughs> is uh, on my new, list. New Democrat, former libertarian vice presidential nominee, Bill Weld. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, really something. So uh, explain again, people have heard the show, know you guys, but maybe somebody hearing for the first time, because we're everywhere now. SoundCloud, iTunes, we're Finally. all over the place. We're so big now. What what it, what are we, are libertarians? Took the advice I gave him two years ago, Greg. <laughs> what? Uh, that's a quick turnaround to make something great again. <laughs> it's very quick. We were right well, on Well, it. it's hard to, to do that when you've got such a tiny board. Now, uh, before we get into that, what is We Are Libertarians? All right. We Are Libertarians is uh, our tagline is all the irreverence modern politics deserves. And we are a podcast, a website, a way of life, that uh, a Facebook page that is just exploding right um, you're very popular very popular we are the libertarians your party warned you about people come up to us all the time and they say chris greg why are you so popular <laughs> and i just say i don't know but it's fantastic so so, so what but you guys do but, but you guys mock everyone everyone you're an equal opportunity offender sure. you 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 bring a humorous look to politics yeah we we bring a libertarian look to politics also humorous uh how professional and we don't hate everyone. We like a lot of people today. I'm I'm liking the political establishment of Indiana, for for instance. I, you know, uh, and I complimented them on my Facebook. You did. But tomorrow I may so feel brave. differently. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm a little bipolar in that way. But I think to be an independent-minded person in politics, you've got to got to do a couple things. You've got to recognize that there are good things in politics, and you've got to recognize that there are bad things in politics. And you've also got to have fun with it, because if you take all of this so seriously, then it drives you crazy, it drives your friends crazy, it drives your, your significant others crazy. 
And it is important. Polit- who, who you vote for tomorrow will decide whether or not people in Syria die or live or if people here in America die or live. Uh, so it is important, and you should be civically minded, but at the same time, you don't have to be so uptight. It's soul-crushing if you right. take it as... I mean, you turn into Brent Hume. Like right. You just become so serious <laughs> and morose <laughs> that you there is, nothing can make you happy. It is all dark skies. Now and that Tucker nothing, Carlson's yeah, taking exactly. over, like, I'm going to finally commit suicide. We try to be the suicide. sunny side up of, you know... Right. Of political analysis, because being libertarian frees you from... We attack our own people. Oh, we yeah. Atta- we, we attack rhinos, like Bill Weld. We Mark attack, um, you, you, we attack you're, felonious you're... murderers, like Hillary Clinton. Yep. <laughs> Donald Trump, uh, you know. Well, okay, so, so let's get to the meat and potatoes of this, okay? Kay. Because tomorrow, the nation is going to go vote. Uh, I can assure you that in Lincoln Ford, there will be no voter fraud, as I am the clerk. I'll be making sure <laughs> really? identification is properly given. I'm going to come and make accusations. <laughs> Kick back Kendall. <laughs> I'm going to walk out in free cokes from McDonald's in my Hillary Clinton mask and start changing votes yep. right in front of you, and there's uh, nothing you can do about it. Okay, so uh, let's start there because polling's come out as we head into Friday, uh, and I told somebody this today because people keep coming up to me going, "What are you going to do on election night?" And I've said, "Well, one of two things is going to happen. I'm either going to jump off a tall building." Or I'm going to look at a bunch of people and go, nah, 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 eat it. <laughs> uh, I'm really hoping. I, that's what I want. Because people have said, you're so, somebody Somebody from Holcomb's team today said, I love your social media. You're so great. And <laughs> I... I um, did they call you terrific? And they did not call me terrific. They Why are you that. so great? Um, because I am. I tell it how it is. Right. I'm a truth teller. Whether yeah. it's whether it's even whether, when you're being called homeless <laughs> and that you don't pay your utility bills by town council members, you still stick to the facts. I've had a good string go in the last couple of years. Yeah, last year it was I contribute nothing and I'm homeless. This year it was I don't pay a water and sewer bill. What will next year be? It's, I don't know. All right. Well, so what are we going to make up? Greg? Are yeah. we going to have a president Trumpster at? Uh, uh, Tuesday night, or is it going to be uh, President Hillary? I think it's too close to tell. And yeah. right now, the only way to tell is to look at uh, Virginia is going to be a really good litmus test. Chesterfield County is a more rural, um, suburban county in Virginia, and then there's Fairfax County, which is the D.C. suburbs. If Trump gets 55% in Chesterfield County in Virginia, he carries Virginia, he probably wins North Carolina, and then carries Ohio, um, Iowa, and Florida, the states he needs. Yeah. In a very close election. Yeah. I, I, do I think it's too close to tell? I mean, it was a runaway victory for Clinton two weeks ago after that after that last debate, which you know I thought was just such a missed opportunity for him. Did you think he did bad? I did. I, I thought, thought he did great. No, it wasn't good at all. If you're a policy wonk and someone that takes politics seriously, he did as bad as you could probably do. If you're just like to enjoy the chaos, he did well. But isn't now, that he, what the voter, the average voter, is? Is someone who likes the chaos? No, I, th- I think at that point he was he was so damaged. But I think that the effect of the Comey announcement and the increasing specter of FBI investigations on two fronts the exposure of, of a global crime syndicate, <laughs> right? The WikiLeaks that are coming out, it, it just really looked. It makes people go, "Do we really want to relive the '90s that were so contentious that led to 2000?" Uh, and I think that that will drive a lot of, like Mike Pence said, it drives a lot of people back home. And I think, you know, the libertarians have had such a great year and got so much press early on and still are getting a lot of press. Um, and I'm not for the wrong reasons. Well, yeah, <laughs> for endorsing Hillary. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But I, but I think that that has an effect. And even in my libertarian circles, people go like. Maybe Alex Jones was right. <laughs> we need <laughs> a know, revolution. This, we need a revolution in this, this country. This crazy <laughs> global, rise up. I mean, this global conspiracy to, you know, they see, they read it in the Podesta emails, and then all of a sudden, like, the the spooky, what was the thing that came out, the spirit seance yeah, thing? Like, yeah. just the, all this weird, bizarre stuff that it, it really comes down to, if the narrative is about Clinton, that's bad for Clinton. If it's about Trump, it's bad for Trump. You know, and he's been very disciplined the last couple weeks. There was a point. It's been boring. Well, yeah, there was a point. Less teleprompter Trump. You tr- teleprompter Trump. You hate, but that's what's going to win him this election because there's a point where Clinton, the day after the Comey announcement, trotted out uh, Machado, the former beauty contestant, trying to bait him into a tweet or a statement or whatever. And he did didn't. They, did they it, steal his social media devices from him? I, 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 if I'm if I'm her, I I did. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think so. I mean, this is one of the things. 
he does make mistakes. He can be sure. baited. But when push comes to shove, I think one of the, the good things about his lack of uh, like real framework and principles is that he's adaptable to any situation. Right. And he's ultimately a pragmatist. Yeah. Okay, so let, you guys are the libertarian guys. Are you disappointed in Johnson? Because you love Johnson. No. Why'd you got to put it that way? Go ahead. <laughs> I am... I did not ever. I, I like Gary Johnson as an individual. Well, I should point out this is my by Matt as a host. I'm looking at Spangle when I said that. I should yeah. be clear to who I'm talking to. Sure, Spangle, you go ahead. Because uh, you wanted McAfee, right? You were with me. You thought McAfee would be McAfee, a great choice. Right. I wanted. I really. I mean, Spangle started a late push to get me nominated at the convention. Right. I'm shocked it didn't catch on. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm not. I think there are missed opportunities. Absolutely. I think anybody who looks at any one of these three parties thinks that way as well. I think if you're a Democrat, you're sitting there looking at the future Nixon going, how did we nominate this woman? How did we nominate the guy who is, you know, promoting sexual assault to Billy Bush and then women are coming out? You know, how do we get to this point? I think Gary Johnson still is the only uh, person on the ballot not facing in guest investigations. He's not facing sexual assault uh, charges. He's too boring. He's, he is. He's just too boring. Uh, he is qualified to do the job. I think that he... He did have some strategic mistakes. I think that once the polls started to come out, now you 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 believe that the media is all a conspiracy, oh, right? Yeah, it's, think, it's all rigged. Oh, I think pro so. Clinton, right? Except for me, I'm great. So <laughs> the second that it looked like Gary Johnson was pulling more from Clinton and the left, all of the left blogs like HuffPo, Media, all these, they all started churning out these stories about his gaffes, and he did himself no favors. There's no doubt about that. But it doesn't change the fact that the guy is a two-term New Mexican governor. Um, it, this is an incredibly important opportunity for the libertarians because if he hits 5%, he has the chance of getting ballot access for the Libertarian Party in over 15, in over a dozen states. And money. And public financing. And so Which when, is odd for libertarians. Right. You guys want the public financing. Pay for it yourself. Absolutely. So it's when you check that little $3 box on, the, on your tax return. So... You know, people who say, "Oh, well, we're a two-party system. We're not. We're not there yet." People like your father, who we'll discuss later. Uh, Spangle got into a fight with my father on social media. We're gonna have a fist oh, yeah. fight. He called uh, me a seventh grader. Yeah. So. Well, okay. So, so let's let's. But think here's. Let me finish my point. The the vote tomorrow is incredibly important because we're a red state. It's going Trump. And so, if you're on the fence and you don't know who to vote for, give your vote to Gary Johnson because. That ensures the growth of that third option that people are so desperate for. And no, Gary Johnson hasn't been the perfect candidate in a cycle of candidates that aren't perfect, but he still is a responsible choice, a sane choice, when the other three aren't, and it gives us the opportunity to really a, a uh, find better. Executive yeah, in a race with that one. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to the uh, the second race on the ballot. Uh, Todd Young, who you guys love to mock. Um, oh, absolutely. Lynn, just I, us? I would put him in a locker in a just heartbeat. Just us, Todd? He said I would, did a great job. I mean, sure. I he did. Yeah, right, he, because he's a suck-up. I mean, he, he really wanted to be on the show twice. It's because uh, before the debate, Spangle told his campaign manager I had 73 memes ready to go, and he went <laughs> ghost white. He did. So for those who don't know, I worked for Marlon Stutzman during the primary, and I felt, um, I just candidly, I've said this, I won't back down from it, didn't think Todd Young should have ever been on the ballot. Didn't right. get the required signatures. Well, you have to get 500 Republicans to actually want you in Lake County, and he was unable to clear that hurdle. <laughs> so right. he he manipulated the system, as we talked about. Absolutely. And, and was Crooked put on Todd. The, put on the ballot. And then uh, and then goes out and decries, you know, Evan Biden shouldn't be on the ballot. Yeah, okay. so, so, but I will give, I will say this. Uh, I like Todd Young's campaign manager, Trevor Fowdy. Absolutely. Good Very guy. Nice guy. Uh, he, and I like Fowdy because Fowdy will cut your head off. No, not sure. literally, but, but uh, no nonsense. And Evan Bayh gets in the race, and I actually met with Fowdy the day we were actually talking about my interview with Todd, to set up our interview with Todd, and it was the day after Bayh had declared. He was not worried, wasn't panicking, wasn't uh, upset, and they have gone in, and they have just torn down the Bayh machine to the point where this poll came out on Friday from Howie that shows Young's in the lead. I haven't, lead. Yeah, I haven't voted uh, in a Republican primary since 2004. And uh, I have gotten every single day in my mailbox for at least a month an anti-buy mailer piece from the state party, from Todd Young's Mark campaign. Warner sending you anti- uh, And it is curious to me like that the state party is driving down Evan Bayh's name ID at, to such a, a, an incredible expense. Or telling but, the truth about him. But yeah, Absolutely. I totally you know, agree on that. Like that's but the real They've also not sent me anything about Holcomb, which is sort of like... 
you could have had the same effect in your gubernatorial race. So that's a curious choice that I have to grill Warner about. But Evan Mark by, Warner's on the ground floor making all these decisions, by the way. Yes. Evan by was always vulnerable, and he was. I would love to be a fly on the wall as to how that deal went down with Baron Hill and what he got out of it to drop out. Uh, but Evan Maybe by a condo. Yeah, Evan, we've got a lovely condo, never been stayed in on the north side of Indianapolis. Evan Bay was always vulnerable. Yes, he had $10 million when he started this race, but at the same time, he had had some incredible dirt on him. And it's been a long time since he was a popular governor. Right. And, you know, there's been a lot of cycles. Uh, and I didn't think the residency thing would stick because I remember going to, you know, Marvin Scott's headquarters in 2004 with all the residency mailers and shirts and everything that they had tying him to Hillary Clinton and everything. And that didn't but have let, an let impact. Me, let me ask but this. Because man, it did, worked this time. Did Bai get... I, I've said this from the beginning. I thought Bai got really bad advice that he ran a campaign like it was 1996 and not 2016. Yeah. It's very obvious you don't live here. And that doesn't yeah. disqualify you because Dan Coates didn't live here either. It's very obvious, while maybe not technically, you are a lobbyist. It can be proven. The fact well, he's a consultant. He, yeah, he, he, it's he, so obvious. He put what? on his Facebook page, uh, you know, taking my son, showing him Indiana, showing him his roots. Like, the kid clearly had never been to Indiana and needed to be the shown The internet it. is out there, and people don't care. They're ideological, ideologically driven, and it would have been very easy for Evan Biden to come out and say, you know what? Yeah, I did leave Indiana. I took a job to provide for my family. I took a job to advocate for good public policy. I left. I came back. I'm here to serve Hoosiers, which yeah. is where my heart's always well, been. Well, that's how, that's how he left his Senate seat, was he wanted to get out of the madness, and he was going to be a moderate and above the fray in and the higher gridlock, than. Yeah. And then, oops, I'm going to go run in a state I don't live in, and I don't know my address. But I mean, don't but the, fact check that. But the lying. I mean, when yeah. Indy don't Star buy turns lies. on you. When Indy Star turns on He you. lied about lying in his commercial where he says, my lobbyist says I was. My opponent says I wasn't a lobbyist. That's not true. Yeah, it is true. And I think that these guys, the the problem for all of these incumbents is that the the voting public is more sensitive to are you one of us now than ever before. Right, because of the Trumpster. Right. Well, and you look at Dick Luger losing. Luger here is a very thoughtful guy, well-liked by a lot of people. But at the same time, I've been in politics for over 10 years now as a reporter, as a politico, uh, at every different level. And I've seen every major political figure in this state, even including Obama, Hillary, George W. Bush. I have never seen Dick Luger in person. And that's one of the reasons he's he old. lost. Well, it's not just that he's old. He also, we are growing in, in a sense in this nation that there are them and us. And they, even somebody like Dick Luger or Evan Bayh, who seems to be very level-headed, very independent-minded, those guys are one of them, and if you're part of the system, it doesn't matter how thoughtful or even-minded you are. If you're not being touched and felt by the people of your state, you're going to lose. And level-headedness and rationality is dead in American politics. Yeah. We need polarizing. Yeah. We, we thrive right. when we can't wait to consume we it. We need McAfee. You'd, he, you know, he could make the Libertarian Party great again. We need Jerry, McAfee. Gerrymandering has changed the it, politics for forever. I, I, there just isn't a big group of undecideds anymore. I will right. not say who I voted, and I've kept my pledge on this, that I will. Uh, I have been partisan on one race. That was the, the Trumpster mm -hmm. very early on. But I think I've done a great job. I've interviewed Greg. I've interviewed Glenda Ritz. Mike I've Pence oh, before Pence. he left to make America great yeah, again? Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, that's another story. Um, so many emotions. November 9th stories. Yeah, it's a <laughs> story. Uh, but I will say this. I voted based on who I wanted to vote on Donald Trump's Supreme Court nominees. Was that a bad philosophy on the Senate? Because I, I really didn't like either guy. No, a lot of a lot of people in America, that is, if uh, a new, some new polling just came out by Gallup that shows that uh, the economy and then Supreme Court justices are two of the largest factors driving voting decisions. Yeah. And, it's, Hillary, and Hillary's willingness to be above the law. It, it is amazing to me to, see, to watch the World Series and to see Trump hitting Hillary on her corruption, which the media is doing for him. Instead of running ads for the last month, mailers, ads, any kind of media saying the Supreme Court is in balance. That would have done two things. That would have helped him win the election, 
by giving a positive vision for what he believes in when so few people realize or understand what he actually wants to do. Secondly, it also would have helped him with the Republican Party by helping these down-ballot races like Todd Young. See, the super PACs are doing that for him. Right. That's why you're not saying it from Trump. Is right. That's the role the Republican Party's playing. Oh, okay, so so you guys believe the president, too close to call, he'll, Trump will win Indiana easily, though, right? He, oh, yeah. Without okay. a doubt. What about by and Young? I, I said on the show yesterday, here's what a, here's what a truth-teller I am. I said yesterday on the show... Buys, uh, Young's going to win by five, and the poll comes out today, and he's up by five. I mean, That's because right. you had insider knowledge, and you're crooked. <laughs> yeah. There's no coming back There's one that shows Young's he's up five. If, if Bai loses, his political career is done, which is fine because he's now rich. Uh, I he'll think, go right back to his consulting gig in Arlington, Virginia. I, I think there's a great chance that Trump is going to win. I think that Hillary's problems have down-ballot effects that are – horrendous for democrats so and i think it's going to it's going to carry the republicans i think they they will keep the senate they may they're going to keep no, the no, house no, let's just sure. stay on the it, senate right now yeah, yeah. and young yeah, Biden, young I, who are young's going to win young's i think win. young's going to win okay all right would you this is for spangle cuz i know you would uh would you ever vote for a republican again Oh, yeah. If Rand Paul were running and he were the nominee, I'd vote for Rand Paul as president Likely, in a heartbeat. Justin Amash. Okay, so you, if, you would. If, 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 let's say, Rob Kendall, yeah. Evan Bayh, and yeah. the Libertarian candidate were on my ballot, yeah. I would vote for Well, Rob and Kendall. we want to let everybody know, if I am ever silly enough to run for public office again, I've already said uh, Linz and Spangle Incorporated are going to be directors of media. Yeah, so here's the funny thing. When I left the Republican Party in 2000 and... And Shabazz is going to be running the campaign, so look out. So in 2007, I won't work for him. In 2007, uh, I had never voted for anyone but a Republican ever up until that point. Once I became a libertarian and I ran the Libertarian Party of Indiana for four years as the executive director, I voted. I have voted in every election for Republican, Libertarian, and Democrat, yeah. and an in, in Independent in one race. And you so, voted for Lenz last year for mayor. Yeah, I wrote in Greg Lenz last year for Indianapolis mayor. So This close. Yeah, I think that... <laughs> Struck fear in the heart of Chuck Brewer. Well, you may see me <laughs> as a almost, rabid. You almost got more votes than Brewer. <laughs> right. Well, you may see me as a rabid partisan. I've, I'm far less partisan than I was as a Republican. Okay. Uh, again, our guest, Greg Lenz, Chris Spangle from We Are Libertarians. Uh, wrapping up here, we'll uh, end this portion uh, where the show started. The governor's race, uh, Holcomb and uh, his crew taking on Greg and the Democrats, and you got Rex Bell. By the way, we really, really, really want to wish Rex all the uh, all the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rex had an, uh, had an incident. He had a mild stroke, and I know that that's a scary word, but uh, it, it was a very mild stroke, and uh, he was able to get to the hospital in time, and no permanent damage, 100% mentally there. He, he, you know, little rehab to go through, but... He's doing great. Love Rex. And uh, I gotta I just have to publicly thank the Republicans and Democrats at all different levels who've reached out to Rex, including his two opponents, including on Friday, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party and his opponents at every level, making sure that he was able to get his ballot while in the hospital. I mean, very they, classy. They, very yeah. classy, uh, and it makes you really appreciate those guys. Okay, so uh, you've got the, the three of them up there. You've got a poll that came out uh Today, Friday, that shows the race tied, 42-42, 11 undecided, which would give Rex, what, 6, 6%? No, 5%. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who takes this? I, I, I honestly have no idea. Eric yeah. Holcomb by two points. What do you think? I think that at this point— He seemed pretty confident today. Uh, yeah. I mean, of course, when you always seem confident. Libertarians seem confident tonight. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think that John Gregg still has the advantage— and I think that it's really going to uh, matter a lot in these closing hours of a campaign what happens in the presidential race. And if Trump wins Indiana by a large margin and that puts Todd Young over the top, that can have down-ballot straight-ticket voting effects for Eric Holcomb, and that could put him over the top. But if I were a betting man, I'd put my money on John Gregg at this point. You I would, just so you would see, take – you're going with Gregg. Mm-hmm. I don't see how there's going to be – like, you know how there were Obama-Mitch voters? I don't think there are going to be Trump-Greg voters in the numbers numbers. You don't think Carrier win. guy might look at Trump and say, he's going to help me and Pence let Carrier go to Mexico, and so I'm going to vote for Greg and Trump? I, I just no. don't think people have that much awareness of the race, and I think John Gregg has a much higher name ID, and I don't think that Holcomb and his campaign – 
and the state Republicans did a good enough job of building name ID for Eric Holcomb and explaining who he is, and they're going to end up punishing him for the sins of Mike Pence. Yeah, how did he not cling to Daniels like grim death from the day he got in? I it, it's it's a curious thing to me because I don't think Mitch would allow it given his role with at, at a state university dependent upon funds. Well, I don't think that Mitch would campaign, but I think if Pence can try and fake that he is a part of the Mitch legacy. <laughs> Eric Holcomb, I mean, Eric Holcomb was a guy that would invite the Libertarian state chair and myself to his office when he was chief of staff for Mitch and say, what are you as a party thinking? What are the issues that you care about? And and would take, you know, policy ideas from our party. And I think that that is the kind of stuff that Eric Holcomb hasn't told that story. He hasn't explained to the voters why he was such a crucial piece of Mitch Daniels' success. Well, and and I said this on Wednesday. I will stay with it uh, on Election Eve. I'm going to go with Spangle. I'm going to say 51-49. Yeah. Greg, maybe 50.5-49.5. I'm going 52-40. Well, 52. I'll take, I think Rex gets four minimum. Easily minimum, yeah. yeah 4%. Okay. Well, and I was and gonna, that's going to have an effect. I, and I was, we'll close with this because you are the We Are Libertarians. How important is it for the libertarians in this state to better what they did in 2012, given the climate? Uh, I mean, it is it is important. Uh, the the worst the, the worst case for libertarians is a tight race, because then people who are you know I'm more of a left libertarian, Greg's more of a right libertarian, so you start to float back to right. those cores that you identify with. Anything but the other person, <laughs> right? Because you know a left libertarian will look at it and go. Man, I really got to make sure that Pence's legacy in Indiana is stopped. I'm voting in this race. I'm scratching. So it, 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 this is not. We're not going to see the gains that we've seen in every gubernatorial race since uh, ballot access. We've doubled our percentage. Uh, I don't think we're going to see eight percent, even though Rex has worked really hard because it is so close. Uh, but I don't think that that's terribly important. I think that this has been uh, a great cycle for libertarians and. You know, Rex is on an amazing campaign. Yeah, well, and Rex is a great candidate. Yeah, and, yeah. A great candidate. and running a full-time business. At, meanwhile, and yeah. I will, I will say this: uh, you guys will be very proud of me. I kept up my long-standing streak of voting for at least one libertarian uh, in uh, every. What do they call this? Uh, well, many, many, no, no, many people on the ballot. Like in a town council race, right. you're not voting for a libertarian, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I've kept the I kept the streak going. I always try to make an effort for that. Though I ha- I've never voted for a Democrat, so I'm not as pure as Spangle in terms. If of... If there were ever a Democrat worth voting for, I'd vote for a Democrat. Yeah, right. Well, I got uh, yeah. Okay. Hyperpartisan Rob. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Okay. So we will close with this because this is the last thing. People will hear before, you know, maybe they go vote. Maybe this is the last election. They're getting up at 6 a.m. They're going to vote. They're going to see me in Lincoln 4. With with our our words ringing in their yeah, That's right. So, okay. So, Spangles saying uh, Trumpster in Indiana, Trumpster nationally or Clinton? <sighs> Man, it's so close, but I the momentum is definitely on Trump's side. Yeah. There is no doubt about it. I'm going to be brutal to you if Trump wins. Uh, that, Brutal. That's fine because I will commit suicide. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think that people look at at an election and they go corrupt or crazy, and in every American why not both <laughs> right why you why in every American election when corrupt or crazy is on the ballot corrupt wins, even though the momentum is moving with Trump and even though people hate the Clintons. I still think Hillary will beat okay. Donald Trump. So you're you're going Clinton, Young, uh, Greg. Yes. Oh, but in Indiana, will be Trump, uh, Trump, Young, Greg. Yeah, I okay. think he'll take it by five Greg? or six points. Trump, in North Carolina in the early voting, the African-American vote's down 6% um, compared to where it was in 2012. North Carolina floors me because I spent a lot of time there. Those people are not voting for Hillary Clinton. No. I, I know. They're it's Trump amazing. people. No, it's the same thing. phenomenon's been going on since the beginning. Everyone likes to talk about the awful choices they have, and then in, when no one's watching, they're like, yeah, but I'm voting for Donald Trump. I hate Hillary. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are not, and that's the, the problem with this election. Everybody's going into the election booth going, yeah, my team sucks. But yeah. I'll it's, hold my nose It's a reverse Hawthorne effect. Hawthorne effect in polling is where people would say back in the 70s and 80s that they supported the black candidate, but then they'd always vote white. This is, I don't support Donald Trump. And then they pull the, they pull the lever yeah. for him on election okay, day. Okay, so you're, you're going Trump in Indiana. Yeah, Trump, Trump in Indiana. Trump overall. Oh, yeah. Young. Todd Young. And Holcomb. 
And Holcomb. Okay, there we go. Holcomb by two. Scumbag Republican. Great. No, I'm not. I'm not going to vote for all of them. Just saying that's what have, I believe. Did you guys happen. early vote? No. No. You vote on election day. No, like an American. Okay. I'm not Felons can't vote. I have to. <laughs> I'm not a commie. <laughs> Me and bastard. Hillary can't vote. I <laughs> have to. I have to vote early. I have to work the poll on election day. I have to serve the public. What am I supposed to do? So you can see them at PTs. We'll work in the poll. <laughs> guys. Thank you. And uh, again, if people are curious about We Are Libertarians, where can they uh, learn about it? WeArelibertarians.com or in any podcatcher. We're on any platform. Just Google If you we see are someone being chastised for being sophomoric online, it's probably us. Yeah, so just go yeah. where that is. We're, we're the people that everybody loves to watch and yeah. nobody likes to admit it. Yeah, it's, they're seriously, they're so wonderful. And uh, it's, uh, it's really great. Guys, thank you for being with us today. Thank, thank you for you. having us on. Hey, don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, whether you missed the interview with Eric Holcomb and, uh, and John Crane or the commentary from the We Are Libertarians crew, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes now. It's very easy. You just uh, search Central Indiana today. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. You can also listen online anytime at wirz.org. Podcast is always presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.